Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing my post-game pod for the Mavs' last few games. Um, you know, I did one, I did a pod before Christmas, and I had said I would come back and do one after Christmas, so, or the holidays, but, um, so, I think when I left off last, the Mavs had won the previous game, and since then they've won three. Uh, if I if I'm got it that calculated that right, but they are on a four game win streak. Um, they have moved up to sixth place in the Western Conference. They're still four games back from first place uh, because. The Denver Nuggets continue to win. Uh, they've won five in a row, and New Orleans has won three in a row. So, you know, catching catching those teams is is a little tough, but they are only two games out of third place. You know, Memphis has struggled a bit lately. They've lost two in a row. Um, they're, uh, Dallas is actually three. It's a three-loss difference, um, three-game difference in the loss column, actually. So they, they are close. Um you know, it, it's funny. You look at a team like Golden State, who's tenth, and they're sixth. They're six games back from first place. So these teams are bunched up a lot. But um, anyhow, you know, the four-game win streak uh, was sort of kept off last night uh, by the the win in New York. Uh, you know, I thought for sure the game was over. I did watch till the end. I I didn't. Um, change it or anything I did watch till the end I you know in the last minute they were starting to sort of hit shots so I, I saw it sort of getting interesting I, I didn't think you know getting the getting the missed free throw to you know getting that back you know missing it on purpose and getting that back is very very difficult very difficult and the fact that they pulled it off was incredible. Obviously, Luca with his you know sixty points, twenty one rebounds, ten assists. You know it's it was impressive. Obviously, uh, you know they needed every bit of Luca's sixty points, obviously, to beat the Knicks. Uh, you know it's you'd like to think the Mavs were a lot better. You know they are missing guys. I, I will say that. Uh, they've been, you know, Josh Green and Dorian and Maxi have all been out a while. Um, other guys are sporadically coming in and out of the lineup. But, you know, three major rotational guys, you know, missing those guys is sort of a big deal because it, it, it is, what's funny, it is three of their better defenders, right? Um, it's probably the three best defensive players now that if you sit and think about it. I, I, I think... You know, whether you want to say, you know, Dorian's their best defender or Josh Green's their best defender or even Maxi, right? I, I I do think those are probably the three best defenders on the team. And for them to be out for an extended period of time and Dallas to win four in a row, I, I do see, you know, it is difficult, especially in the Western Conference where it, it is tough. There is no night off, uh, you know. The worst team in the West is Houston, and Houston plays hard. They want to win. Um, they just lack experience. They got a lot of youth, but they do try hard. They they do try to win. I feel like they play everyone, and 
it, it's just it's one of those things where you've got to show up every night and you've got to play. Dallas plays Houston tomorrow night, and so far I I, I think they it said Bullock was like questionable with an illness, and obviously the three other guys I stated. So it's you know it's tough you know to play in this Western Conference and um you know I. Some of the things, when I watch these games, there are a few things that still frustrate me. You know, the the first half of the Christmas game was frustrating to watch. A lot of missed shots, you know, because that's, that's sort of Dallas's offense. It's Luka either, you know, gets a layup. Luka either takes a three or it's a three-pointer taken by somebody else, right? He, he passes it and it's three. You know, Tim Hardaway's a guy who's been struggling and, you know, he had like five games where he was hitting a lot of shots and that sort of went away. And now it's just, it's sort of hot and cold. You know, Bullock's been coming on lately. Um, he, I, th- I believe, missed a game. He had gotten hit in the head or something. And so it's, it's you know, the, the third quarter of that Laker game was what won the game for him. You know, scoring 51 points in the third quarter was sort of crazy. That's, that's kind of a, uh, impressive in itself so you know Dallas they they're they're tough to watch because they'll give you a heart attack and you know like the New York game what 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 frustrates me and I don't want to <laughs> this is sort of where I, I, I sound sort of negative I'm not trying to be negative I'm just you know like I do think this team can be better uh, I, I do believe uh, like I believe that Nilakina should get more minutes over Tim Hardaway, mostly because Nilakina is not a volume shooter and he's a better defender. So, you know, and he's one of those ones like he he could be the best defender on the Mavs. I don't know, but he's a fantastic defender and he can dribble the ball. I, I just think he needs more minutes than Hardaway. And the the whole Hardaway thing frustrates me. Uh, you know, he frustrated me last year. He frustrated me in the. The year that, you know, was his final contract year, right? And Dallas brought him back. And, you know, I, I, I figure their thought was they have no choice because they didn't go after anybody, right? It's one of those things that, you know, you, if you don't sign them, then all of a sudden you lose a guy like you did Brunson and you get nothing in return. So that's why I figure they signed because they also – they basically chose Tim Hardaway over Harrison Barnes, right? They they could have kept Harrison Barnes. They didn't have to trade Harrison. They traded Harrison Barnes for Zach Randolph, who didn't even fly to Dallas, right? So they traded Harrison Barnes for zero. And I, I think they felt like they had to keep Hardaway to sort of justify the Barnes trade, So, which I, I thought at the time was a bad trade because obviously you're opening up cap room. You opened up cap room for nothing. Right? Who was your big signing? It was Sterling Brown. You know, that it it just it was a frustrating time. And it's still sort of frustrating, right? Because you, you, you basically you lose Brunson for nothing. Um I, I don't think Dallas had a chance to get Brunson. I think Brunson had his mind made up, honestly. I know he'll do interviews and he'll say this or that or whatever, but I do think he had his mind made up prior to even free agency, right? 
he was basically just using Dallas to get more money out of New York, which more power to him, right? Everybody would do it, right? They'd leverage one team. to. It's sort of the story that came out about James Harden that he might like to go back to Houston. Hey, I want to go back to Houston. Go back to Houston and do what? You know, compete for the, the 12th seed? James Harden isn't that, isn't that player anymore. He's not dragging a team anymore. And so James Harden is using this whole Houston thing just to sort of leverage more money out of Philly. So these these guys they do it all the time. You 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 the stories that about you know teams being interested in players they're put out there by agents because they're trying to get the maximum amount of money for their client. Right? It's like oh Dallas is interested in this guy, and it's like well no Dallas probably isn't, but you the agent can just say it, and maybe the team that is interested in him is willing to you know pay a little bit more. So. Anyhow, the one thing though I will say that frustrated that sort of frustrates me about this team, like I said, they they shoot a lot of three pointers. They basically they live and die by the three. It's no secret, and I I, I do think honestly Hardy could give them minutes that would be productive. Uh, I know they're scared to play them. Uh, you know, I look at a team like Golden State who plays an undrafted guy minutes, right? And it's because he has a, he possesses a skill that Golden State needs, and I, I just feel like Hardy could get minutes because he he possesses a skill that Dallas needs, and obviously he doesn't get any. Another thing was last night, you know, Mitchell Robinson just dominating the glass, and it wasn't until they put Javale McGee in and start the overtime, you know, the last play of the game and start overtime did. He not dominate the glass, right? And, and you could say what you want about JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee's not that great of a player. I get it. But what's funny is Mitchell Robinson's not either, right? Mitchell Robinson's probably is just like him. He's a rich man's JaVale McGee. But I feel like JaVale McGee should have played more than he did. JaVale McGee could at least body... Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson's a really big guy. Like I said, he he lacks a lot of skill, right? I mean, as far as like he he's not a low post center that's gonna back you down. He he's not any of that. He's basically like I said, Javale McGee. He just costs more, and you know he's probably a better defender than Javale McGee. But at the end of the day, you know you need somebody to body him, and Powell just can't do it. And, you know, Christian Wood is a little on the thin side. He couldn't do it. And New York just dominated the glass. And at some point, they've got to do something about that. You're going to just have to play JaVale McGee. You are. And I know it frustrates people when he's out there. And he his defense isn't great. But, you know, Dwight Powell's defense isn't great either. His, you know... McGee's is just a little more noticeable because his he I don't know it just he doesn't look like he hustles right whereas it, Powell hustles but he's just not good so it, it it's just it's frustrating to get just pounded on the glass like that so I I, I don't know if they're gonna do anything about that I don't even know if I don't even know if McGee's gonna make it past the trade deadline you know I had brought it up um, on. Twitter or something, you know, a team like Brooklyn could really use another big guy. Uh, you know, Nick Clax, Nick Claxton's not going to be able to 
like defend Joel Embiid in a seven-game series, right? And I just think Brooklyn could use a big, and it just would not shock me if, you know, they reached out to Dallas about JaVale McGee because he, he doesn't cost a lot. He, he really isn't making that much money. You know, he's making like $5 million a year or something. And he he's somebody that another team might want more than Dallas for whatever. You know, Dallas, they're – I don't know what they're doing. Um, but I, I just think he needs more playing time. Another thing that sort of came up is that Christian Wood is – um, he can sign an extension if he wishes. He's uh, eligible. The story came out that said something like Dallas wasn't interested in extending him, and then it came out a day later that, you know, in fact, they were interested in extending him, but not for the, the full four years. I honestly don't know why. Uh, apparently, they... Somebody reported that Dallas wants to be cap-free in, like, 25, right? So, basically, that means they're not going to make any trades this season or even next, right? We're, we're back to the keeping the powder dry, you know, and saving money for having cap space for player X that's not going to sign in Dallas, right? This is what Mark Cuban does. He's... He's become probably the worst owner in um, in the NBA. I, I don't think he knows what he's doing. He's he's trying the same thing over and over and over, and, and he's expecting a different result. But they're not getting a different result. They're getting the same results. You know, Dallas saves their money. They save their money. The offseason comes, and they end up with Sterling Brown, right? And that's just what happened. They wasted the last 10 years of Dirk's career, right? It wasn't quite 10. It was like 8 or whatever, right? You wasted 8 years of Dirk's career. 8 seasons. Because you thought you could sign somebody and you didn't. And I just, I, I don't think that player's going to be available in 2 years that you're just going to go sign. Even, you know, the, the one player that people think is going to be available is Zach Levine. He just signed an extension. He's not even going to be available in two years, right? I, I just think Dallas, they, they don't know what they're doing, and it's very frustrating as a fan. Uh, you know, I feel like at this trade deadline, you know, one of the teams I forgot to bring up last time was Charlotte. I do think Charlotte at some point is going to want to get off some people. They're another team that I think will um, sort of tank. Now, they there was a, a story that came out that Miles Bridges might actually play, which would be pretty interesting. Now, Miles Bridges hasn't been punished for, you know, what he did. So even if he does sort of sign a contract to come back to Charlotte, I do think he'll get suspended. So... He probably won't play this year. You know, Miles Bridges probably won't play till next year. And if if I'm Charlotte, I'm losing as many games as I can to get the best draft pick. Because Charlotte, they just don't have, you know, a good enough team. Uh, you know, one thing they should do is they should trade Gordon Hayward for... 
the Russell Westbrook deal and just buy him out and just go full tank. You know, LaMelo Ball... LaMelo Ball's not exactly like Luka, right? He's not going to go in and he's not going to, you know, win you 40 games just on his talent, right? So... I just think Charlotte should look to move some guys. I still think Utah should move some people. Uh, Utah is the big one in the West that I think would it, it might be looking to move. I, I don't think anybody else in the West is looking to would be looking to move anybody. Just Utah. But you know, a team like the Hawks. You know they've talked about John Collins. I, I don't know if. That's really he's been rumored to be traded for a long time. Um, you know, Toronto's got some people they, they you see you hear about. You know, NBA executives say Chicago is looking to blow it up, or they think they are. Um, you know, the Wizards they have Kuzma. You know, you could trade. I was messing with the trade machine. You could trade Tim Hardaway for Kuzma straight up. It would work. Uh, you could give probably Washington a second-round pick. Kuzma's got a lot of value, but he ain't got that much value. I don't think Kuzma's worth the first-round pick. I think they're going to find that out. I don't think anybody's going to give up a first-round pick for Kyle Kuzma. And so I, I, I don't know. I, my guess is I, I don't know if Washington's trying to tank. I think they have – I don't think they're bad enough to get, heck, even a top – Eight pick, right? I, I think they're better than that. Bradley Bill hasn't really played much, and I, I, I think there's a lot worse teams. You know, you got Orlando's actually sort of making a. They're eight and two in their last ten. Orlando's been playing really well, and they're move starting to move up in the standings, and. So you still have Charlotte and Detroit who aren't going anywhere. You still have San Antonio and Houston that aren't going anywhere. And who knows what's like I said is going to happen with a team like Utah if they decide to move some to people. And I just think those four teams have the best chance of getting the first pick. And I just think Washington will probably win t- like too many games. So you know they're three and seven in their last ten, but they have won two in a row. So I, I don't I don't think Dallas will make any moves. I, I know. There's a lot of stories out there. I do find it funny when people write stories on rumors or quote-unquote rumors. And it's usually a person in the media saying, oh, you know, there's there's people in the front office. They like Zach Levine. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you, if you own a basketball team and there's people in your front office that don't like Zach Levine, then you probably should fire those people, right? So saying something along the lines of there's people in the Mavs front office that like Zach Levine, to me that's, that's, that's a worthless statement. And then seeing people write articles about it just makes me laugh about it because it's, it's not a trade rumor, right? It's, there's no rumor to it. There, there is nothing to it. They're not pursuing Levine and Levine's not available for trade. So there's no rumor. It's a rumor on a report, right? Somebody reported that someone in the front office, there's people in the front office that like Zach Levine. That's not news, right? And so people wrote stories. Ah, I just find that funny. But 
I, you know, I, I don't think, like I said, I think best case scenario, Dallas, if Dallas makes any move, best case scenario, it's Kyle Kuzma, right? I just don't think they get anything. I think they go this season with what they got. Maybe they trade JaVale McGee. Like I was saying, a team like Brooklyn could really use another big. You know, when you play the Cavs, you got to go against Mobley. And Jared Allen, when you play the Sixers, you got to go against Joel Embiid. When you play the Bucks, you got Lopez and you got Giannis. When you play Boston, you got Robert Williams and Horford. When you play the Knicks, you've got, you know, the Knicks are still sixth place, right? When you, they've lost four in a row and they're still sixth place. When you play the Knicks, you got to play Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. You know, the Pacers have Miles Turner. Miami has Bam. Now, uh, Atlanta has John Collins and Clint Capella. So, if you're going to be playing these teams, you need some bigs. And, you know, Brooklyn, they have won nine in a row. They're the hottest team in the league right now. And, you know, right, you can get away with it during the regular season. But if you got a seven-game series and you've got to play Joel Embiid, the in a seven game series with Nick Claxton. Now, last time I believe it was last year when Brooklyn played uh, Philly, they made the comment about just running Philly out of the gym. They didn't think Philly could keep up, and they just run, and they did. They ran Philly out of the gym. But I don't know. They're they're probably Philly's probably a better team than they were last year. You know, they're they're what fifth place in the conference right now. They're four games out of first place, so they're probably better than they were last year. They're eight two in their last ten. So I, I you know I I, I think there's gonna be some teams like the Lakers who even go after Kyle Kuzma. Um, they'll probably go after even Caruso from the Bulls. They might even go after John Collins. I, I just think that contract of Westbrook is something that a lot of GMs look at and they say, you know, they could get off a lot of a lot of money with just one move. And if you're sitting in the nine to twelve spot in your conference and you don't really see you know, you don't think you have what it takes to compete and you could offload some bad contracts just to take back Westbrook and then just buy him out the rest of the year, you know that that's a that's something teams do, you know. And so I, I I don't know, I don't know who ultimately will get traded. I don't think it's going to be a busy trade season because I think the play in sort of keeps teams from, you know, like the Bulls are only uh, half a game out of the play in, right? And Toronto's not doing so well, but Toronto's in the play-in. One of those teams probably aren't going to make it. I figure Atlanta will, but, you know, Indiana's been playing too well, I think, to really fall out. I I think Indiana's sort of there to stay. But, you know, there's going to be a team that was decent last year that's not going to make it to the playoffs this year, and... You wonder how long are they going to wait? Are they going to wait till the very end? Are they going to wait till February to decide who they want to keep, or you know, do you start taking calls now? But I, you know, in the West, if anything, 
I, I feel like these teams in the West will make small moves. Like I said, except the Lakers. I think if the Lakers make a move, it'll be that Westbrook. But I still see Denver or New Orleans or Memphis or the Clippers or Phoenix, even Sacramento and Portland and Golden State. I just don't see those teams making a massive move. I, I could see, you know, go getting a role player that, you know, for a second round pick, just something like that, maybe. But, you know, there's, I was thinking about it, and I'm wondering why. Um, I don't know if Eric Bledsoe's on a team, but, you know, that's a guy Dallas should have gotten over Kimball Walker. You know, Eric Bledsoe can handle the ball. You know, Eric Bledsoe's a good player. The only problem people had with Eric Bledsoe was they didn't feel like he was a $20 million a year player, and he's not, right? But that's what he was making. But he's a fantastic defender. And, you know, if Kimba, if his knees can't hold up, his contract's not guaranteed. Dallas could still get him. I, I would look at Eric Bledsoe because, like I said, he can defend like crazy. And Eric Bledsoe on a minimum contract, I think it's a deal, right? I, I think it's a steal. Uh, you know, I like I said, he there's nothing wrong with Bledsoe. He's just not a, worth $20 million, but that's what he was making. So... I, I'd like Dallas to even look at him. I, I, I assume he's available. I don't know if he's on any team. I haven't seen him play, and I haven't even heard his name. So that's a guy that I'd like Dallas to look at. But um, other than that, you know, like I said, Dallas does have some games coming up that are winnable games. Like I said, they play Houston, I think, two more times here coming up. And, you know, they can get a nice little win streak going into January. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, Bullock starts hitting at a higher percentage than he is now. He's already starting to increase his three-point percentage. You know, you get Dorian back. You get Josh Green back. Maxie's still not coming back. Maxie's probably the guy, like somebody put on the internet, you know, the whole Michael Scott thing where we're going to get a frontline player in March. Unfortunately, it's Maxie. You know, it's like that's who we're getting, right? And... Maybe not March, but February, right? We're going to get a frontline player in February, and it's going to be Maxi. So that is probably the truth. That is probably what's going to happen. Uh, Dallas isn't going to make any moves. I, I assume, you know, even in this offseason, the guys who are free agents like Nilakina and Powell, stuff like that, and even I think Pinson's a free agent, but even guys like that, I, I feel like Dallas is just going to offer them like one or two year deals. Dallas is going to keep their powder dry. That that's their plan. Unfortunately, they're gonna do it again. It hasn't worked the last you know ten years. It doesn't matter to Cuban. He's gonna do it one more time because maybe this time is the time. He's gonna try it. He thinks guys just want to play with Luca. He doesn't understand how people decide where they want to play, why they how they want to play, stuff like he doesn't understand that. It has nothing to do with, you know, what they think, how great of a player they think they are. I mean, why why is anybody, you know, rushing to play with Jokic, right? Jokic is a fantastic player. People aren't running to run, sign with Denver. Denver Denver's a beautiful city. Why wouldn't you want to live in Denver, right? And t- guys just aren't pushing their way to go play with Jokic. They're not. Because Jokic wasn't in AAU. You know, they didn't play against them when they were in high school. They didn't play with them when they were in middle school. So 
it's one of those things that it's these are the reasons these guys that you know they look at a guy like Kyrie. You know, we see Kyrie, or of course, everybody sees Kyrie doing. But I look, I see Kyrie, and I say, yeah, he's talented, but he's a headache, right? He might miss two weeks of basketball because he's depressed, or you know, he, his candles didn't relight properly, and he's just he's he's a headache. But other players see Kyrie. And they see a guy who can score and is, you know, this exciting player. And it's like, you know, like Jason Tatum is as big a disaster as Kyrie was in Boston. You know, those guys loved them. It didn't matter that they were better without him. They loved them. And so people want to play with like that. That's how they decide how they want to play with. So I, I just don't think Dallas is getting anybody. I, I as, you know, as much as I love Luca, guys aren't running to go play with Luca. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis is a two-time MVP. Same thing with Jokic. Giannis, two-time MVP, NBA champion. People aren't running to Milwaukee to go play with Giannis. It has nothing to do with how great the players are and everything to do with what they're, you know, how they grew up with them. And that just seems to be the case every time. And it, I just don't think it's going to change. I think, I think there's a lot of guys who saw what Dirk did, played so many years with one team. They look at Lillard and Beal, and they like that. I think they like that now more than you know guys like you know LeBron. He's all over the place playing with all these different teams. I think guys like that now. You know, you might have thought. Zion would be available in a few years, but you know, New Orleans has a really good team. And New Orleans has a chance to be in the conference finals. They're one game out of the best record in the league. Or in the East or West, whatever. They're on a three game win streak. They're right there. And now I nobody's going to Zion ain't probably ain't going anywhere. This is the best chance for him. He's like, why would he go to the Knicks? So he can lose? No, he Stay where you are and win. Jaw's the same thing in Memphis. Jaw probably wants to stay in Memphis. And, you know, Booker probably wants to stay in Phoenix. Guys like that just don't want to leave. And, you know, Curry's another one. He's been in Golden State for a long time. He's not leaving. And I think guys see that, and I I just don't think the movement's going to be what it was a few years back. Kevin Durant was another one that just surfed around. So... I just don't think that's going to be how it is, you know. I, I think it's going to go back to the guys, what people want to stay, um, the younger guys now wanting to stay somewhere and sort of try to win where they are. You know, like I said, there are going to be a couple stragglers, but they're not going to pick Dallas, right? They're going to go to New York. They're going to go to L.A. They're going to go to Miami. Nobody ever picks Dallas. I don't know why anything would ever change. If I'm Dallas... I try to get John Collins, you know. I try to get Kyle Kuzma. I I call Chicago, you know. I, Dallas doesn't really have a lot to offer for Zach Levine because you, you're gonna have to give guys like you're gonna have to give guys like Dinwiddie and probably Hardaway to match his contract. Uh, the only thing they can really do with that is flip those guys again, you know, to teams that are looking to bolster their playoff rosters. 
And that's the only thing I can, you know, that they could do with those type of guys. So, and Dallas should think about doing it, especially with Hardaway. But anyhow, they are on a four-game win streak. I, I, I do think they have it in them to sort of play like they did beginning of this calendar year in January. Uh, you know, once you know Josh Green comes back. Um, once Dorian finds his way back, uh, obviously Maxi's still out for a while. It's going to be a while. Probably won't be till March till we see Maxi. Um, but you know Dorian could be back in a week or two. Josh Green, I, I don't know when Josh Green's going to be out, but just getting those two back is, is going to be a big deal. And I, I think those two guys are going to help Dallas tremendously. Uh, so. I think Dallas does have a chance to sort of mimic what they did in the second half of the last season. And I do, you know, I hope they do. I hope they do move up in the standings. You know, Phoenix is a team that's struggling right now. They're four and six in their last ten. They're struggling to play basketball right now. So they're on their way down, and Booker's going to be out for another month. Um, You know, Phoenix, without Booker, they struggle to score sometimes. Other times, a role player will go out and hit eight threes, and they win the game, right? But without your best score, it's tough to win in the West. And, um, you know, it's, like I said, every game's tough. Houston's tough, and they're the last team. They're not easy, right? They, they've only got ten wins, yeah, but they're not like blowouts. Nobody's blowing Houston out. They're they're playing till the end. So, anyhow, I'm going to stop there. Um, I'll probably do a pod in less than a week. I'll wait till, I might wait till, uh, Monday to do a pod. You know, they have, Dallas will have a couple games in and I'll probably do one on Monday. I am off work on Monday for uh, New Year's Day. We're going to recognize it on Monday. So I'll probably do a pod on Monday, but, uh, until then, if you would, or could rate and review the podcast wherever it is you could podcast really appreciate it and until next time we'll see you later